And I'm listening to In Bacon Away. Uh, welcome. How you doing? It's your buddy Steve. Back once again for the 81st edition, 81st episode of the Baked and Wake podcast. Uh, thanks for joining me today. Us, think of yourselves, you know, as a as a body, right? We're a Congress. <laughs> we're not voting on things, but we're we're here together. We've come together. We're together today. We're gonna session like usual. Just keep it in mind if you listen to this down at church right now or at DMV or wherever you're working. Hmm, you know, might want to put that earbud in, or maybe wait until after work so you can smoke a bud with me and listen. The podcast, if you're new to Baked and Awake and just making it here today, welcome, welcome, welcome. And uh, yeah, as I said, we're going to talk about cannabis. We're going to talk about so-called conspiracy type topics. And we're going to talk about you and me and all of us together and how we, how we live in this world, how we take stuff seriously enough that it's we're we're maintaining some awareness of ourselves and our world and what's going on around us and yet stopping short of giving in to despair and giving in to fear and giving in to paranoia in every detrimental and unproductive and unhelpful way so yeah that's this show you know we're, we're 81 episodes in so there's lots of old content old content there's lots of ageless listenable wonderful content here in the library in the back catalog 80 episodes deep for you and i hope that those of you who are getting here for one of your first visits right now you know uh do make your way back through go listen to some of that yes admittedly slightly older content all the topics that i've tried to bring up have been topics that i hope to an extent, while rooted in the moment, have some legs and have an, a bit of an evergreen status. These these topics should resonate no matter when you listen to the podcast now or years from now. You know, what is it? The end of July, right? Seventeen, middle of July, eighteenth of July, twenty nineteen. Right now, I'm speaking to you from twenty nineteen, from the past. Speaking of from the past, uh, let me give a quick uh, greeting and shout out to my buddy Ken. Happy birthday, Ken! Uh, I don't. Is it your? Uh, did you hit 4-0 yet, or are you still clinging to those 30s, there, young buck? Uh, I hope you are. I hope you are. I hope you've got a couple of years of your 30s left to you, because I am here to tell you, if it is the big 4-0, it starts speeding up after that. Yikes! Man, does it ever. Okay, so let's pack this bowl. But yeah, happy birthday, Ken. Don't don't dwell on your mortality today. Have some fun. Uh, listen to this podcast and get out and go ride. All right? Ken rides motorcycles. Ken's got some bikes around the house, I'm sure. Get a pedal in if you can't get out and twist a throttle. All right? It's good for the soul. Let's get... See, I'm not sure what song I'll choose yet from our friend Auntie Luode's wonderful deep deep catalog of um instrumental tracks that i've you know kind of made the soundtrack of the show 
Uh, Ante's always in the episode credits for the show. You can always find the most intact version of episode notes and credits and things at my website at www.bakedandawake.com. And as I said, Ante Luode, he is a Finnish uh, musician, artist, photographer. We follow each other closely on Instagram, and I really enjoy all his posts and content. He's got a great eye for architecture and photography in general, just really understated, casual stuff. But it tells a story. He really loves He tells stories uh, with his photos without really any captions, hardly ever. So find Auntie in, you know, on my Instagram. You can find him there uh, through my, you know, like who I'm following, etc., but definitely check the show notes out sometime. I try to give detailed show notes for every episode. So if I'm talking some crazy theory or, you know, story out of left field that you've never heard of and you want to dig in a little deeper after the show, roll on over to bakedandawake.com or use the notes that are in the podcast app that you're using. You know, they'll populate pretty much everywhere. But if you run into, like, broken links or anything... Just fall back to bakedandawake.com where you'll be able to, everything should work and look good once you click through to the episode. You go, you scroll down on the main page, click the episode you want to listen to or read more. I believe the, the page says read more, okay? That'll take you, you click that from the, from the main page of Baked and Awake and it'll take you to my hosted podcast feed, you know, media player, notes. Boom, all right there for you. But please, follow Auntie. Support his work. If you're a creator, his library, his catalog is available for you as well. You know, if you've been listening to the show almost since like the first couple months, uh, sometime around three or four months in, I figured out and found Auntie on Reddit, I believe. And uh, and I didn't find him. He put out a wonderful post out there sharing his music and, and sharing his database. So, But yeah, that's probably what's playing in the background while I'm yammering right now. I've got my bowl packed. Uh, Auntie, super grateful for all your tunes. I hope you're keeping them coming, brother. I don't know if I've seen any new drops in the um, folder in a little while, but you know, I know you're out and having fun out in the world, so that's what you should be doing too. All right, well, let's puff. What do I got here? Just, it's just my stuff. Just some leftover Steve's garden from last season. Just being super lazy, barely going to the, barely going to shops. Um, right now for certainly for any product and I haven't really even taken any home from work in a while from the garden so yeah this jar that I just took it out of I think is my like old standby blueberry stuff mystery seed blueberry uh, but we're gonna smoke it together and we're going to first up at the top of the show today first we're gonna make sure we're recording we are all right and we're like seven minutes in at most and I'm done with my yammering and housekeeping for the most part for the moment for this week and we're going into a different treatment for a topic that I've been teasing for a couple of episodes than I planned on doing um, and that is the five non-white aka black people researchers that you should know about no matter what color you are no matter where you're listening to me from no matter where you're coming from and what I decided to do was instead of spend an entire episode synopsizing or attempting to synopsize like living, dynamic people who are currently creating content and shaping conversations and 
imparting knowledge. I'm simply going to more or less list the names of these people, mention audibly one of their main platforms or bodies of work that you can then roll back to yourself and dig in. And that's really about it. Okay, my notes for this episode have direct links to each of their websites uh, and works. In in one case, there's like several documentaries that this um, person has created. In another case, one hosts a very uh, frequent podcast, uh, radio show. Another one does a ton of YouTube content continuously. One of the others has written a book recently and has done a ton of YouTube content and Gaia network content and all sorts of stuff and probably been on Ancient Aliens and all over, all over the place. Uh, and then, so then, you know, you may have heard of a couple of these guys. And uh, the last one is another YouTube sensation phenomenon with a huge uh, body of work there and continues to work. So, so as I said, I don't want to, what I want to do is not further characterize them much other than to say if you haven't already begun to engage with and follow and listen to researchers who come from very different background and perspective and point of view than you then these guys are going to feel like a very accelerated sort of course in getting some expanded perspective. And again, I'm going to shut myself down. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to clamp myself down. I'm going to point you guys first at right up top Dr. Phil Valentine. Okay? And he's best known for a series of documentaries called Hidden Colors. All right, and I believe 1 through 4 are already out, maybe 5 is out too. I haven't seen them all. I have not seen them all. I've seen like Hidden Colors 1. And I've seen a lot of uh, Dr. Valentine talks over the years. And this guy has been doing this since the dawn of YouTube and since before YouTube. This is a guy who's been on radio for years now, maybe decades. Uh, He's a guy who, in some interesting ways, seems extremely um, progressive and uh, enlightened and very much like a, a traditional uh, Western liberal in a number of ways but if you listen to him for more than just a few minutes at a time you'll find he goes to a lot of different places and goes way out to these places he reaches deep into history and and definitely relies on different sources for his history than you were brought up with in school The full name of the series, Hidden Colors, is Hidden Colors, the Untold History of People of Aboriginal, Moor, and African Descent. That's Dr. Phil Valentine. He's amazing. Uh, Some of his talks are so out there and wild that you'll be tripping. You'll think he's totally nuts. And then other times, you know, in the same talk, in the same talk, you'll be sitting there going, oh, man, this guy is fucking spitting right now. Just knowledge bombs one after the other he's interesting as hell and i don't know what to make of him on the balance i've known about him for years haven't watched a ton of his stuff lately 
I'm interested in exposing you to these new folks and letting you come back to me, you know, whoever you are, by the way, I meant to say this at the top of the show. I try to always say this at least one time an episode. Email me anytime about show topics. Bomb me on Instagram with comments or DM me there. I'm really active on Instagram still. There is going to be coming a time where I'll probably be stepping away from Instagram. I've already stepped away from Facebook. But for the time being, go ahead and follow me on Instagram for the moment at baked underscore and underscore awake. Uh, we're still there. We're still doing a lot over there. You know, I, I'm worried about like utterly abandoning Instagram because I feel like it's a place where I get a little bit of engagement. It's not not um, as awesome as like the YouTube community for actually commenting and, and getting back to you and, and hitting me with questions and stuff about the show, things to follow up on. But with these guys, with this list, you know, I'm looking for emails. I'm looking for feedback after you discover them and after you dig in a little bit. So the email address, once again, is talk to us at bakedandawake.com. Get at me. So Phil Valentine, Dr. Phil Valentine, the Reverend... Dr. Phil Valentine, Hidden Colors. Check him out. Next up on our list is Coach Billy Carson, who I bet you will have uh, heard of him. I want to say he has been on Ancient Aliens, and I want to say he's been on a few other mainstream, like History Channel and Discovery documentaries in the Aliens, uh, UFO, you know, vein, and Ancient Architecture vein. Coach Billy Carson is on Instagram as Forbidden Knowledge, really active there, as are pretty much the next couple of guys, too. He's got a new book out. I haven't read it yet because I think it's just coming out. Um, I've just watched him for years, and he's got a like a long tradition of going hard in the paint on the ancient architecture and ancient aliens type material okay so and again without going too far into because excuse me as i bump the table let me throw a proviso in once again if it hasn't been no it's not once again my proviso is this by no means do i buy everything any of these guys are each saying and talking about my list of five happens to be male, all males right now exclusively. Uh, obvious opportunity there for me to spend more time engaging with accounts that are run by women. Um, again, for the expanded perspective that is absolutely crucial that is to be provided. I'm not going to bother enumerating the different, you know, accounts on YouTube or podcasts that happen to be created by women that I follow today. I'll issue myself the challenge of coming back with that list in some small form another time when it's not so, like, stupidly self-serving and contrived uh, as, like appointed defense for having come up with five dudes this time and they're not dudes these guys are all really mature thoughtful educated influential powerful men so make no mistake uh, agree with them or not they've put in a lot of work in each of their respective areas 
Who's next? Our next gentleman is Freedom Faction, a.k.a. Factions of Freedom. He goes by Noisera as his like radio personality name. And I don't ask me how to spell Noisera. I don't know exactly. Again, links to everybody's websites will be in the show notes. Freedom Faction is interesting. He's incredibly thought-provoking. Doesn't really... Like, he takes some positions on things... He, his area of expertise that I would say, like what he's into is more like uh, modern, you know, worldly issues, politics, uh, a lot of the same conspiracy type topics that I would track, fringe news topics, things that people call, you know, alternative news and, and out there stuff, uh, but which those of us who spend any time looking at any of this stuff, a lot of it has legs to be worth looking into so freedom faction you'll see uh, a lot on instagram and his posts there are really rich with like full article length comments by him partially paraphrasing articles and then also going on to provide some commentary of his own check him out very thought-provoking uh, a lot of the stuff that i see on his Instagram side and that you'll hear from time to time in his actual content comes off a little bit more conservative in some uh, interesting ways than I currently feel like I am. And so I, I would welcome your folks's, you know, feedback on that as well. Once, once you get some contact with freedom faction, I definitely would start probably with his Instagram and then look for the, podcast i think you can find it on apple podcasts and stuff like that as well but i'm pointing you at his uh direct like internet home his webpage. next up is dane calloway now he is he's awesome he's on youtube uh i think that's where you'll see most of dane's work he's also however active on instagram and you'll see some content from him there his website, I want to say, is like, I'm just here to make you think.com. Yeah. I'm just here to make you think is his, you know, main website name. And it's kind of his motto, right? Obviously. He's big into Moorish history and the hidden history of American Aboriginal brown and black people from the North American continent, from all the, what do we have, the Caribbean islands there, right? Be it Haiti, Jamaica, Trinidad, Tobago, all of those in there, the Bahamas and stuff, that whole zone, Puerto Rico, South America, you know, all of it. But he's got, he's got a lot of content. He covers a lot of ground, way more shit than um barely even giving you an inkling of and he it also deals with like current everyday today stuff too uh, but a lot of history from Dane so check him out Dane Calloway yep his his uh, link is right here for you in the notes finally number five is Damon T. Berry and I became familiar with him through YouTube through his original like four episode series called 
knowledge of the forever time. And it may be the knowledge of the forever time. I believe it's knowledge of the forever time, however. Yeah, no, the knowledge with the, with the, the word the in front. Now that I've butchered that and mangled it. Amazing series. My key takeaways from that. Excuse me for whistling on you there. My, t- my key takeaways, however, from that one. Really awesome, really uh, amazing documentary about megalithic architecture, ancient architecture, and uh, its relationship to the stars in the universe, right? These, these celestial, like sort of decoding the celestial alignments and things. You're going to see a lot of initial in the first episode of it, like some explanation of some potential UFO activity over the years as well, tied to both of those. The other big takeaway from that series that I loved even more than that side of it was a notion that the megalithic architecture around the world itself that serves as sort of pilgrimage destinations for mindful visitors who are flocking to these things year in and year out generation in and generation out unearthing them putting them back in you know use albeit in different ways we still visit sites around the world that were used in deep antiquity in ways we don't even understand that these megalithic sites that the stone itself the sites themselves and the structures intrinsically are some sort of uh, like a repository for human memories DNA like a you yeah, I don't want to ruin it for you, but he talks about how, you know, people visit these sites. They climb upon them. They crawl on them. They prostrate themselves before them. They, in the cases of finding statues and idols of different types, they may kiss these things or kiss their hands and place them upon the stone, etc. And that, in a very real way, the stone is recording all those visits that perhaps in a future time when it is needed, those stones could be accessed for not only the physical, like forensic DNA that might be left behind by visitors, but perhaps even some of those visitors' minds and memories in a way. So let me not ruin that one for you. Check out the knowledge of the forever time. Because Damon T. Berry's really got a hypnotic, amazing narrating voice. And those documentaries, those those videos are really awesome. While those, while that sort of uh, concludes that list, I would like to say that that list 
in particular above wouldn't really be complete without an honorable mention at minimum uh, for Dick Gregory, who many of you of my age or older will remember from the 60s and 70s as a very successful actor early on in his career for comedy, later on in his career for character actor roles on TV and loads of different uh, TV shows, and he's been in movies, etc., and in his uh, like golden years, he's become an outspoken, you know, pro-black like historian and truth seeker and truth speaker about social issues and racism in America and his own experience in his career in acting, dealing with that kind of stuff. Uh, so Dick Gregory is like a force of nature. And he's extremely controversial and and sort of polarizing for, I think, (laughs) the non-black audience, the non-minority, so to speak, audience to uh, hear in a lot of cases because he takes no shorts and he cuts no slack for anybody and he tells it like he sees it. Very powerful guy, very, he's got and has had a lot to say for a long time now. And I don't think I'm really introducing too many people to Dick Gregory unless you're, you know, uh, and this is not a knock on any of you. If you're younger and I'm telling you about him for the first time, well, it's my honor to introduce you to all these guys. Uh, But in particular, uh, Mr. Gregory, because, yeah, I mean, he's no joke. They'll be talking about him for a long time to come after he goes away. I'd say just check any of those guys out. Take any one off that group that we just talked about and take a peek and let me know what you think. I think having introduced them all now in some obscure way in time to come, we'll have the opportunity to visit with some of each of their core areas in terms of giving them the baked and wake treatment and checking them out and talking about them more in depth. But it won't be the first time you've ever heard of them from me anyway by that point in time. And hopefully you'll get a little bit of that homework done, that legwork done, and have that context. When it does come back around. All right, but we need to take a quick puff. I got a couple of interesting follow-up stories for you here uh, on our, well, yeah, I guess it's more tech talk for today. I was looking at both of them and realizing they're both tech talk. So... Yeah, I'm going to the San Francisco Chronicle for the next segment here. This came out like yesterday. And there's been a couple of stories about this, and they're going to tell us about it too already in recent time. And this is like the third one that we've heard about in the United States. Oakland, California, and this, the reporter, the writer of the story, I don't know if we call them reporters anymore, right? San Francisco Chronicle, newspaper, online edition, Sarah Ravani. Okay? 
um, July 17th. Oakland, California, bans use of facial recognition technology, citing bias concerns. They got images of street, you know, street-level cameras out here. The Oakland City Council voted unanimously Tuesday to ban the use of facial recognition by city departments, including police, making it the third city in the country to do so after San Francisco, California, and Somerville, Massachusetts. The ordinance introduced by Council President Rebecca Kaplan amends the city's current surveillance ordinance and prevents city departments from adopting any facial recognition technology and from using information obtained by the software. Quote, I'm thrilled my colleagues clearly understood the flaws in face recognition technology at this time, Kaplan said in a statement. I welcome emerging technologies that improve our lives and facilitate city governance. But when multiple studies show a technology is flawed, biased, and is having unprecedented, chilling effects to our freedom of speech and religion, we have to take a stand. Sounds good. I didn't like that at this time part tucked in at the end of that one. Otherwise, pretty strong words, but eh. They go on. A study released in January 2018 by the MIT Media Lab found that facial recognition software incorrectly identified up to 35% of darker-skinned women. In 2016, Georgetown University estimated that 117 million Americans were in law enforcement facial recognition databases. The study found police facial recognition technology disproportionately affects African Americans. Another quote, it is important to build trust and good relationships between community and police and to remedy racial bias. However, this flawed technology could make these problems worse, Kaplan said. So this is that same person. The right to privacy and the right to equal protection are fundamental, and we cannot surrender them. The council's vote was applauded by Brian Hoffer, the chair of the city's Privacy Advisory Commission, and other supporters. All right, so anyway, we've we've covered it. the The whole story is here. Uh, you know, in in Oakland, they have a they sort of sum up at the end of the story here and they have one correction to the story but they say Oakland has one of the strongest surveillance ordinances in the country passed in 2018 it requires that any proposal involving the use of surveillance be heard in a public discussion city departments are required to produce annual reports on their surveillance technology so I mean we can go on about that we're not gonna you know my my takeaways from that would be well I wish it was third-party outside oversight of their use of surveillance technology because I think we already know they use some other tools that we wish they wouldn't use in a lot of cases without really disclosing them. And I'm talking about those stingrays and other things like that. Um, and there's forms of, you know, continuous, like, passive, what do they do? They collect license plates on everybody with the traffic cameras, right? more or less tracking your movement all around town. Even, you know, you never get a ticket. They just use the, the traffic cameras as a database of movement of the vehicle. So anyway, whatever. 
I say? Whatever he says. Ay, ay, ay. That's the weed talking. Uh, yeah. So, SanFranciscoChronicle.com. It's a topic we're constantly checking, constantly looking at, constantly paying attention to. That being pervasive mass surveillance and super specifically, as we've gone into in previous episodes, facial recognition, deep fake technology, uh, etc. Because these are the tools that will be used to create totally fraudulent media. I was going to say content media that would be weaponized in some way because because it's fraudulent but presented as authentic, you know, could be probably isn't going to be used for good purposes, right? Let's put it that way. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. I got one more fun one, though, for us. And this one, we're reading this together real time. Okay, I just found out about this story right before sitting down to record the episode. And I had to wade through a disgusting, like, unstoppable in-page full video pop-up ad here on ZDNet.com to get to this story. So I'll read it for you. I'll paraphrase it for you. Try to protect us both from a uh, dangerous, loud... Yep, there it goes. Look at they're starting again. Boom. Gotcha, sucker. Bradley Cooper, you be quiet. You cannot talk to us right now. It's not Bradley Cooper. It's some. It's this excessively tall guy from Capital One. But this is important. So I'm dealing with these ads to tell you that a Bluetooth exploit in like the Bluetooth protocol for all our phones and devices and all our AirPods and stuff like that, uh, a weakness in the like base configuration of this, which they'll probably patch, don't get me wrong, but it's probably not the only part where it's broken this exploit can track and identify ios and microsoft mobile device users Uh, so supposedly android is clear right now from this vulnerability but this is every device you own okay what do you have in the house that doesn't still have bluetooth in it at this point in time right even your old ass macbook has bluetooth probably so you should see all the bullshit scripts trying to run in the background on ZDNet right now. It's ridiculous. You guys should be ashamed of yourselves. Uh, <laughs> uh, a flaw in the Bluetooth communication protocol may expose modern device users to tracking and could leak their ID, researchers claim. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying to myself, what's your, what's your website doing to me right now, ZDNet, <laughs> while I'm reading this story? The vulnerability can be used to spy on users despite native OS protections that are in place and impacts Bluetooth devices on Windows 10, iOS, and Mac OS machines. Nice. This includes iPhones, iPads, Apple Watch models, MacBooks, and Microsoft tablets and laptops. On Wednesday, researchers from Boston University, David Starobinsky and Johannes Becker, presented the results of their research at the 19th Privacy Enhancing Technologies Symposium. Wow. So for 19 years, somebody's been meeting in Stockholm, Sweden, to discuss the privacy-enhancing technologies of the world. Interesting. According to the research paper, tracking anonymized Bluetooth devices, which they have a link to the PDF. I'm grabbing that. Don't you worry. Uh, Many Bluetooth devices will use MAC addresses when advertising their presence to prevent long-term tracking. But the team found that it is possible to circumvent the randomization of these addresses 
to permanently monitor a specific device. Wow. They're like, I don't like your fake MAC address. I'm going to take your real one. Identifying tokens are usually in place alongside MAC addresses, and a new algorithm developed by Boston University called an Address Carryover Algorithm is able to exploit the asynchronous nature of payload and address changes to achieve tracking beyond the address randomization of a device. Wow. The algorithm does not require message decryption or breaking Bluetooth security in any way, as it's based entirely on public, unencrypted advertising traffic. The paper reads nice. The Bluetooth Low Energy Specification, introduced in 2010 and used in Bluetooth 5, is the main focus of the research. During their experiments, the researchers set up a testbed of Apple and Microsoft devices to analyze BLE advertising channels and advertising events within standard Bluetooth proximities. Not too much more on this, guys. It's pretty close. To conduct the tests, a custom version of Jian Jian Jun Zhao's BTLE software suite and Sniffer was used. Over a period of time, advertising events and log files were passively collected, and this information was analyzed to elicit data structures which revealed device ID tokens. Nice. Most computer and smartphone operating systems do implement address randomizations by default as a means to prevent long-term passive tracking, as permanent identifiers are not broadcasted. However, we identified that devices running Windows 10, iOS, or Mac OS regularly transmit, transmit advertising events containing custom data structures, which are used to enable certain platform-specific interaction with other devices within BLE range. It is these identifiers which can be incorporated into an algorithm to track devices and circumvent address randomization by giving attackers data which the researchers call temporary, secondary, pseudo-identity. So that's almost it. While this works on Windows and Mac, Android operating system is immune. And this is uh, the reason why I say they say the OS doesn't continually send out advertising messages. Instead, the Android SDK scans for advertising nearby rather than advertising itself in a continuous fashion. Any device which regularly advertises data containing suitable advertising tokens will be vulnerable to the carryover algorithm if it doesn't change all of its identifying tokens in sync with the advertising address. As Bluetooth adoption is projected to grow from 4.2 to 5.2 billion devices between 2019 and 2022, establishing tracking-resistant methods, especially on unencrypted communication channels, is of paramount importance. So there's no update from um, Microsoft or Apple on this. As of yesterday, when Charlie Osborne wrote this story for ZDNet. So I'm sure we'll see a re response from both very soon. I'm sure this will be moved to be patched somehow. Uh, both operating systems, it looks like, will bear the responsibility of like fixing that on their side. You know, it's one of these things where... Did they just discover it and quickly make it public, which it would appear, you know, is the case here on that level? And uh, if so, has the risk been mitigated greatly because, you know, people are already getting ready to marshal their resources to close that gap? 
or is this an exploit that's going to prove to have already been used and maybe widespread or is it one that will prove difficult to fix without like fundamentally well you shouldn't have to do much with the bluetooth side other than well i'm going to sit here and act like i know no i'm going to shut up all right we know the operating systems bear the responsibility of handling it because they're advertising their presence and using those tokens to do so so we'll leave it at that other than to say the title of my last episode of this very podcast was can you trust your smartphones at all <laughs> and so i ask again uh yeah okay and i got more i always have more there's so much more but we're not doing it today we're gonna let you get back to it i'm gonna keep her under an hour somehow today i want to thank my two biggest legit like legit supporters of the podcast other than my beautiful wife nicole uh derek and nick both of you guys uh you two are the wind beneath my wings i'm, I'm not kidding and uh they both uh, support the podcast financially they're you know not patrons they're uh you know they do it through different uh means i think they're getting at me direct through my website and through paypal so i'm not sure what cut paypal does or doesn't take on on something like that we're far from a for-profit podcast. We're far from a liquid podcast. I'm not a millionaire with a podcast on the side, as as the famous saying goes uh, here in the industry. Uh, and so, you know, any little bit is amazing. And supporting the show is as easy as visiting the website, bakedandwake.com, clicking on through from the top of the main page to my tea public shop and grabbing some merch and rocking a baked and awake t-shirt or coffee mug or uh, i just bought i just ordered the phone case i can't believe i'm gonna rock my own phone case it should be hilarious uh and uh probably utterly self-serving and narcissistic once again but hey we're doing it you can also yeah from the website find my paypal support link and you can do a one-time donation anytime or i do believe they make it possible there as well to do like a monthly donation uh and you can specify the amount i have a patreon i don't do much with it i don't like to paywall or hide any of the content anywhere i like to just put it out on the podcast put it out on my rss feed right to just everywhere and and to make sure it gets up to youtube as well because uh, like I said, I get, you know, the most the most interaction on YouTube. I'm not even making videos most of the time. But folks are consuming this podcast at least, and I think a, a lot of others on YouTube as well. And uh, I like it a lot because it's just got such a great social aspect to it. Got my concerns about, you know, I've had some weird copyright strikes in the past with Auntie's Music as well um, that, you know, I've disputed a bunch of them. Uh, that auntie's disputed uh, his music is provided royalty free and I provide credit and it's under Creative Commons license etc uh, the channel's not monetized so you know it's it's always like what could happen with YouTube nobody knows that's that's why I just say my website 
name over and over again because I hope if you get here on accident or if you get here on purpose and you ever find that the place where you were getting the podcast is gone for some reason, uh, the channel shut down, whatever it might be, you can find the content somewhere. You can find the content there at its real internet home. Uh, so, yeah, thank you everybody for listening and sharing the podcast with your friends. And thank you for reaching out and talking to me and letting me know what you'd like to hear, what you'd like to see, what you'd like to hear about me go do. Uh, the weather's great. The family's off for summer vacation. And I hope to have a couple of like family trips where I can slip in some, you know, we won't tart it up and act like it's super deep research, but I'd like to play on words there, look for my favorite Tartarian architecture and mud flood evidence out there in the region and drag the family along for a little bit of that if I can. Make it a dual purpose trip. So uh, look forward to some content that might include some video content coming soon on that. Uh, Olympia's in my sights on, on that topic. And then other stuff. I won't get into it. We're keeping it cutting her off we're keeping it short i got one last message for another instagram friend ugly thuggin and i just want to leave with my message to my friend here stay strong out there keep looking forward but live in the present i think in this way you won't miss what's coming next and I have a feeling you have something big coming next. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back again soon. Until then, smoke your indica. And do shit anyway. This is Kenny, and you're listening to Baked and Awake. You should really get my dad's march.